Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Season 10, Episode 12 and 13. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David, and I am road to the show here on the Rolls Royce of the Sea. You you did? You took a ride on the roll the rolls? The or, Rolls Royce <laughs> of the Sea. But um because in the early in the episode they refer to the crabs, which the title of the episode is King of Crabs. Uh, as the Rolls Royce of the sea, but then they switch it over to the Rolls Royce of crabs. Oh, well, I guess then it's implied that crabs are the Car. Rolls. They're cars. Ro- yeah, they're cars, <laughs> and they are the ro- they are the best cars at the sea. And of the best cars at the sea is the king crab, who is the Rolls. And if they were larger, Gordon Ramsay would straddle one. And ride it around Los Angeles with a <laughs> trident in his hand, declaring himself king of crabs. Well, I I would have to say he's not, because their special guest is um, the one, the only, Iron Chef Morimoto, who I just love so much, you know that. I know, and, and I have to say, there's a little... Um, William Shatnerness and Bobby Flay about Morimoto that I enjoy. They got him to show up um, for this, and they said it took him 10 years to get him there. He obviously is a little irritated to be there. He showed up in white socks and shorts. Okay, so I did have a, I have some some stuff about the outfit. Well, let me just... Okay, go on. Because there was a company that tried to get our company to have them do some marketing stuff. And they hired William Shatner to uh, to do their presentation video that they sent to me to, to uh, try and get our business. And he was wearing a windbreaker during the video. And I assume they didn't pay him enough to put a suit on. And he showed up in his windbreaker and he just wore his windbreaker throughout the whole thing. So I was assuming that Morimoto showed up in shorts and he's like, I'm not putting long pants on. Oh, well, I have a different opinion. Show go. Um, well, one, um, we first have to talk about Aron is killing it in the cute outfit game. Okay. Um, and I thought, and I wrote, as is Iron Chef Morimoto, because he's wearing his little white shorts and cool dad shoes. So those are called dad shoes, those big, white, chunky sneakers. Hmm. And um, some of the really um, exclusive fashion houses like Comme des Garçons, Chanel, um, Valentino, they are f- featuring those dad shoes um, in in their, you know, on the runway. So I kind of feel like maybe it was high fashion for Morimoto. His white shorts and his white yeah. socks and his white shoes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on the white socks, but I thought he looked so cute. I just, you know, I love him. He can yeah. do no wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. So we do have thirteen contestants left, and we're only halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> the season, which means there's only four hundred more episodes yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed watching this um, this week's episodes though with you. Um, so, wow, there's a lot of Alaskan king crab. And I just wanted to, like, say that that stuff is, and you know Costco is, like, 
a discount place. And I'm sure that the, our Costco's here in Seattle get really good Alaskan king crab because we're pretty close to Alaska, but it's $22 a pound here um, at Costco. Um, Gordon says each of those crabs are about $500. Um, which I think it's probably right. And you said it was flown in from Alaska, and I wonder if it flew first class. <laughs> probably, you know, I've been watching those videos on YouTube of people flying first class. <laughs> I don't think I told you, but um, my I, I've discovered a new. Well, he's not a new YouTube star, but he's new to me. His name is Mikey Chen, um, and I love him so much. He just moved to Seattle. Um, so he's been going around Seattle doing reviews and he has like a lot of followers, like millions of followers. So he's pretty popular. Um, but he does those videos where he's like, Hey, I got upgraded to business class and this is what the food looks like. And it's pretty relaxing to me to watch those videos. All right. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, they cut to Sarah um, when they, um, Gordon Ramsey and Iron Chef Morimoto are doing a demo on how to break down the crab. Um, and she's licking her lips. I don't think she realized that's what she was doing, but I thought it was cute. And they totally like switch. They, they fooled me because they were so meticulous in their demo of how to break down the crab. I thought that was going to be like the first part of the challenge and then there was going to be a cooking part but oh no um they have a, a 60 minutes to cook a alaskan king crab dish yeah and uh noah while watching it said it's like a picasso painting messy at first but then beautiful well yeah and then we hear once again how allergic noah is to um, crustaceans but we also learned that micah has um allergies to shellfish too which he was more uh, mature in the way that he um he shared his allergy with everybody unlike noah no noah said he was the silverback gorilla of people with crab allergies (laughs) 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 he could die if there was a crab in the same room with him yeah so um speaking of noah he makes a gazpacho um he also kisses iron chef moriomoto's butt a little bit um, and then he's really upset that he's not pulled to a second tasting. So they do this cook and then six people are selected for further tasting, the six best. And he was kind of upset about that. And just so you know, I will always refer to Iron Chef Morimoto as Iron Chef Morimoto in this podcast. Or I see Morimoto. <laughs> I see Alex Shelley. Um, so Sarah makes a saffron flavored crab dish. Um, we see Jamie, he makes a ravioli with butternut squash and blood orange. But did you notice what um, Iron Chef Morimoto's advice to Jamie was when they swung by his station? Mm. He tells him to start boiling his water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well... This is what kind of a, a meta comment about the whole show. Yeah. One, I don't know if there's been another episode where they reminded us what season it was of the show as many times other than the first one. And the um, putting yourself on the plate. Yeah. Um, but another reason that Morimoto kind of was giving me that um, 
William Shatner, Bobby Flay vibe is no one told him he was supposed to be impressed by everything that the chefs were doing because they kind of had that that air about it's them. all or nothing it's either it's fabulous or it's right shit and on so the plate. he's like you should put boiling water on <laughs> my, my, i don't know who he said it to but he tasted one of the dishes and said it's better than i thought yeah yeah i really <laughs> Which, liked his judging because what? he's like it, it it almost seemed like he was like kind of calling the bs out like yeah oh okay well Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's my... F- I love him. Yeah. You know I love him. Um, okay, so Renee, my least favorite, <laughs> she makes... <laughs> Can you tell us about her, how she measures her flour for her pepper deli? Well, she just looks into the camera, pours it into a measuring cup, and then without looking, dumps it into the bowl. Yeah. Just- well, and then... Um, her pasta is bad and she got so pissed. She has so much like negative emotion. She throws her pasta, all the leftover pasta, because she has a couple scraps on her cooking, her cutting board. And Joe comes by and says, what's that? And she's like, it's my pasta. He's like, he doesn't say this, but he basically says, you got to be kidding me. That looks like garbage. And then he digs through the garbage, the the actual garbage can. She says, it's not dirty, it's on top. And he pulls out the, this wad of pasta and then does a quick demo on how to make it. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, then they eat it. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That was weird to me. Um, Suba makes an omelet, which I did think it was smart that he did crab with egg because it's a really good combination. Sam makes corn and king crab chowder. And when they walk around every week, like week after week or show after show, Sam looks more and more exhausted to me. Like just so tuckered out. So I'm not, I'm thinking Sam's maybe not sleeping too well. Um, they advise him to add a little bit more flavor to his crap and um, corn chowder, which that's a good pairing too. Some more cra- crab flavor. Yeah, yeah, like use the shells or something in your broth. Like chop it up fine, shoot it up in our veins. <laughs> so those are the folks that didn't get called down for second tasting or shoot- <laughs> vein shooting. Do you have to cook it in a spoon like um, drugs? You do with a little butter. Okay, and then that goes in your veins. It works and goes straight in your veins. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Nick, he says he's making a king crab sushi burger. Who the hell knows what that is? But they show him, like, trying to cook a pa- like a rice patty in a pan. I think that was maybe going to be the bun. Um, but it seemed like a pretty dumb idea for a bun. Um, he didn't say it was a bun, so he, maybe it wasn't, but um, if it was, it seemed kind of dumb. Um, but he rebounds and makes a dish that sounds good. He uses really good ingredients to pair with king crab, um, butter, sunchokes. I think he threw a little fennel in there. Um, and then they pull him down for further tasting. But Iron Chef Morimoto says to him, do you remember what he said to him? <laughs> I, well, I I think what his intention with what he said was, I, I wish this was the sushi burger. Yeah, he said, I hoped you made a sushi burger. 
And then pulls off the shell of the crab. Mm. Like they use it as a cloche. He crab uses cloche. it as a crab cloche. Um, and you can kind of see the disappointment in Iron Chef Morimoto's face. <laughs> I, I think from now on, whatever animal they cook, they should use its hide as the cloche to, desert, <laughs> to reveal what's underneath. Could you imagine like a lamb chop with like that curly lamb fur, baby lamb fur, like covering the chop? Yeah. That'd be gross. So Aron says it needs more acid, and then Iron Chef Morimoto said there's way too much crab, and then I think it's Gordon Ramsay's total exaggeration. I gotta tell you, Gordon Ramsay's kind of wearing thin on me. There's a lot of Gordon Ramsay and his like all or nothing kind of attitude. He exaggerates too much because he says there must be two hundred dollars worth of crab on this plate. I'm like, wait a minute, you said the entire crab was $500. Sam has like two big pieces of leg. So at the most, he used two legs. But I think it's, um, he used like the forearm and maybe a knuckle and maybe the upper arm. I don't know how to describe the crab, but I'm pointing to my yeah. arm. But he used a lot, but maybe just one whole leg. So... Gordon, I don't think it was two hundred dollars. Well, they were just saying it was two to three portions. Yeah, of crab meat, like what you would serve to two, three people, rather than a single portion of yeah. it. But um, I think I think what happened was he was playing off Morimoto's lack of um, interest in what he was doing. So he every time Morimoto would say like, "Oh, I wish it was sushi." Burger, yeah, he would have to go the exact opposite yeah. direction way further to make up for Morimoto. Being honest. Being honest about the situation. <laughs> yeah. You forgot to say Iron Chef Morimoto. Sorry. Or Icy. That's okay. White Short Morimoto. <laughs> oh, don't do that again. <laughs> he deserves respect. <laughs> um, so Dorian makes fried green tomatoes with crab salad. Um, and when um, they're doing the little mini tasting, Joe and Arone taste it and like it. And then Joe goes on to eat almost all of her food during the tasting, so it must have been good. Um, she also was pretty cute because she gives herself a fist bump as she heads to the second tasting. Um, here we hear here Joe says, "You put yourself on the plate. They need to stop that business." Yeah, yeah, it's lame. It's not good, and. Um... It's just overset. Yeah, and there needs to be another way to say it. Yeah, and, and I know, and she even says, not in this episode, but in the next one, that she's starting to embrace her southern roots more. Yeah. Which is kind of what they're vaguely encouraging them to do. Yeah, which is that. great. That's what, that I just feel like the phrase, put yourself on the plate, it's kind of gross and it just seems like I don't like it, and then they say it all the time. You you think it has cannibal overtones. <laughs> That's what I'm intuiting from you. Maybe. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> um, Iron Chef Mor Morimoto says it's two different things on the plate. Then he goes on to teach her how she should have plated it, which I, I love him. 
and she's listening intently. Like yeah. they, I, I, the other thing, there were other home chefs and home cooks that truly listened to the feedback that the judges gave them as they were going around and tasting and watching the cook. And to those contestants, I say, well done. Kudos. Kudos. So um, we go on to Sherry, who's one of my favorites, and she continues to be. She makes um, a non-cooked Japanese-inspired cold salad. She says the only thing she's really cooking is the pickle. And I'm not sure what kind of pickle it was, but she was pickling some vegetable. Iron Chef Morimoto says... Um, salad has a small impact and then he advises her to do well on the presentation and kind of explains like stacking like the the shell or doing something with the claws in my opinion she didn't listen but I think it was because she didn't understand him well she did serve it in a shell yes but it was upside down it was not it was kind of gross looking to me she needed a crab cloche well, she did the crab cloche, but it was turned upside down, and then her dish was inside. Well, that's, a, that's a crab open, not a cloche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she did a crab open, which uh, when um, Iron Chef Morimoto was explaining how she should play it, he was like, "Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be tasty." Um, but Aron Sanchez says, under his breath, after she walks away from the tasting. That's what we're talking about here, because her food was so good. Yeah, can I um, can I say too that Joe said um, if her mother in law tasted it, it would make her hair turn blonde. Yeah, Joe, he's <laughs> got to watch that shit. I just think he does need to watch it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care for that comment. I I have to say. Um, uh, so she is safe from the... There are three people that are picked to be safe and don't even have to go to elimination. Yay! Sherry is one of the three. Good for Sherry. <laughs> okay. Um, so then Wuta makes kimchi fried rice with green apples, rice wine vinegar, um, oyster sauce, a ton of other ingredients. He also did... would. It wasn't a cloche. It was an open. Is that what you said? It was a crab open. It was an open. A cra- crab fried rice open. Um, they have. They want to taste his dish a little bit more. Um, to me, his presentation was so lacking. His egg looked way overdone. Um, and then Iron Chef Morimoto says the king crab is only the garnish. It wasn't mixed in to his fried rice and he didn't incorporate crab flavor into his rice at all yeah yeah he didn't boil it in crab water yeah he didn't put the knuckle meat in there um, he, there was no crabberation what crabberation you need to crabberate it what does that mean i don't know add crab <laughs> okay he did not um, cook to the best of his crability We also hear about how he was, uh, he had difficulty reading once again, like. Well, and even though that he's a vegetarian, this uh, was good, so. Yeah. But that's no crabberation from previous times <laughs> he's cooked proteins. Okay, so we're going to go on to my, Micah. Um, Micah makes squid ink, 
risotto and buttered poached crab. And when he pulled out the squid ink before the judges even said anything, I thought, oh, that's maybe risky because squid ink really has a strong flavor. Um, but he also knows what other flavors go well with crab. He did fennel, butter, saffron, um, and he's called for final tasting as well. Um, but I also loved that he listened when they came around. This is one of the contestants, Micah listened, because they gave him feedback when they were tasting the risotto. And I can't remember if it was Iron Chef Morimoto or it was Aron and um, Joe that were doing the tastings for him. But they said, well, you should put some of that knuckle meat and mix it into the um, risotto. And he does. Um, Gordon Ramsay agrees with me and says it's super dangerous to pair squid ink with king crab. Um, Iron Chef Morimoto says it's a successful dish. He's honest. It's a successful dish, but needs more crab flavor. Can I, can I just say, though, I think that um, I, every time someone brings up squid ink, I feel like they just name random elements after that, like from the periodic table, because they're like... <laughs> It carries the taste of zinc, meridium, and floridium, yeah. and onyx. And you're just like, what? Like, I, I, every time it seems different to me. Do you know what one of my favorite elements is? No. I love gallium. Gallium? Yes. Your gal's gallium? Yeah, it's mesmerizing. It melts at like body temperature it's just a beautiful i think it's an element isn't it i don't know i'm pretty sure it is it's just stunning i have one other observation okay. about Sorry. micah though is, yeah. which is um, he's i think he might be an element micah yeah isn't it? <laughs> i think so um he he put himself on the plate um but he made love to himself on the plate Oh my God, so we have to talk about that a little bit because, yes, Gordon Ramsay said he like made love to his risotto. The other judges look physically uncomfortable when he says that. And then one of them makes kind of like a Scooby-Doo sound, like, hmm? And then um, Micah says, I have been described as clingy. And they're like, well, keep clinging to that rice. It's so weird. I cannot believe they didn't edit that out. He's kind of a rice stalker. He, he doesn't realize when his relationship with the rice is over. He's like peeping. He hangs around too long. He's like peeping around. Like yeah. Look, you know, going through its Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say I did a little LinkedIn stalking this week. <laughs> I'm not going to say, but he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> but um, it was only for a brief second. Um, so Micah is safe. Um, Joe loved his rice. Like Joe, again, either way over the top or way like super grumpy. He said it's the best risotto in 10 years of MasterChef. Whoa. Oh, is this the 10th season already? <laughs> oh my gosh. I must be. They haven't talked about that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Fred um, is, uh, he made stuffed lanterns. King crab creme fraiche. Um, they loved his plating. His name, what was his name for the dish? Do you remember? Uh, Welcome to the Lantern Festival. Yeah. And uh, Gordon described it as being like Fred, light, sophisticated, 
and wearing a sweatshirt with no sleeves. <laughs> Which I don't know how those lanterns were, were like that. The sleeveless, the sweatshirt hooded lanterns. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like, wait a minute, light? Like, if you were going to describe some Fred, I doubt you would say light or sophisticated. I think that um, he is physically light. Good. Gordon Ramsay could pick him up with one hand. Okay. Uh, sophisticated. Eh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't hang out with him. No, I mean, I think there are other really positive um, words to describe Fred. Um, he's passionate. He's he has. He's a, nervous. I don't know if that's positive. Has a lot of energy. <laughs> he looks like Howie Mandel. Oh, that is positive. He's just a. I love Fred. Yeah. He's like a, a, a sweetheart. Um, he um wins the entire challenge. Yay! And he has a special prize. Um. And when he wins, I thought it was so cute because he looks to the sh other chefs and then somebody off stage, I I'm assuming the producer, and says, um, can I shake his hand? Because he wants to go up and shake Mori Iron Chef Morimoto's hand. Yeah. And what was the prize? Um, dinner for four at Morimo a Mori one of Morimoto's restaurants worldwide. Anywhere on the planet. Yeah. That's that, what Morio, uh, I mean, Chef Morimoto says. Yeah. And then I noticed as the chefs were walking off, one of the other chefs says to Morimoto, move your ass, chef. Iron Chef Morimoto. Well, they didn't say that in the thing, but they said that to him because he was, he was lolly. It was Gordon. Yeah. Gordon, Disrespect. Gordon was, uh, Gordon didn't like his uh, wander into the show attitude, which uh, was why I kind of thought of, uh, Bobby Flay as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're lucky to have Iron Chef Morimoto. Oh, That's what I... I thought maybe it had been 10 years since he had been on because he perhaps had a contract with um, the Food Network where he wasn't allowed to um, appear, appear on a different network. But he also had been on um, uh, Bravo's Top Chef. So maybe he had some kind of agreement with that. Well, Food Network for a while went through and they made um, certain chefs give them part of their restaurants yeah. as uh, that they advertised yeah. in the air as part of the contract. And Morimoto doesn't need that. And I don't and I don't think yeah. he needs TV appearances like he's yeah. doing. He's doing them a favor by showing up. So I think he just wasn't on the Food Network for a while. Yeah. Well, I think that was part of that. Um, the woman who ran the Food Network for so long, I think her name was Brooke. Mm -hmm. not very likable i think that it was good that they they did an overhaul like i i do um i did like um susie fogelstein i still follow her fogelson i still follow her um i'm actually friends with her on linkedin no, <laughs> maybe no that's who i was talking um but i i do think that some of the changes that they made at the food network were, were probably pretty good okay so Anyway, anything else from Iron Chef Morimoto's appearance? No, that was a lot. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go through the elimination challenge. Second night, um, someone's toast. Um, I do have to say, I liked the blue color story and the judges' outfits. Mm -hmm. And once again, Aron is 
killing it with his adorable looks. Yeah, he's got some good shirts, doesn't he? Great shirts. Like they're they're pre- I mean they could I kind of have talked about Matthew multiple times and I'll continue to. But um I do like a nice short sleeve printed shirt or a printed shirt in general. And Aron's doing doing it so well because his are um adult sophisticated they're you know don't look too juvenile but it just feels so fitting for his personality and it feels like wearing some of these outfits he's been wearing has given him a lightness to his um he's not as serious or as like if i have to give one negative comment he's just it just feels like he's maybe more himself sure yeah and i i um I also have to say, uh, the one today with the birds on it, um, looked like a partial extension of his, uh, tattoos too. Yeah. Good so. observation. Well, I couldn't tell. <laughs> thank, if, you, yeah. thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and you mentioned that it maybe was crows, which, you know, I love, I love a crow. So, um, I couldn't tell. I thought it looked maybe like a crow or maybe like some type of, um, leaf. Um, but anyway, it looked great on him. Yeah. Okay, so we can kind of maybe go through this other section. <laughs> I'd rather talk about their fashion than this this the, segment. This wasn't the best episode no. of the show. But um, I do have to say uh, they were given a loaf of sourdough bread that they had to produce two dishes from. A main and a dessert. Yeah. And um, then uh, Gordon Ramsay said that sourdough bread was the Rolls Royce of starches. Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. He didn't I'm say like, that. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> Joe did say a sandwich is not going to cut it. I think he's trying to be funny there. And if you serve us toast, your toast. Um, so we'll kind of go, go through these a little, a little fast. Noah said he's making a stuffed chicken wing and bread pudding, but then he ends up making chicken piccata. Um, they haven't shown them a, a lot. I said that like I was from Toledo. Piccata. I know you like it when it's I do that. It's one of those that. words. <laughs> you like it when I do that. Taco. I wonder what a taco piccata, piccata <laughs> taco would sound, taste like. Um, uh, but it's been kind of nice to have a little bit of a break from Noah this week. Well, can I, this is, this is kind of a little bit of a spoiler because it skips to the end of the show because Noah does not get kicked off. But, um... When they tell everyone they can go up to the top level, mm-hmm. Noah shouts, "Thank you, Chef!" Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, he's a he he kisses butt like he's a little bit of a butt kisser." Not that's not always bad, I have to say. And I like Noah. You like some butt kissing every once in a while. <laughs> okay, that's uh, totally that's inappropriate. Um. <laughs> So, okay, so Wuta makes uh, creamy tomato soup. He's excited because he doesn't have to use animal protein and banana tartatan. His plate to me looked gross, and it also looked like there are a couple bread bowls. Dumb. Um, I would rather have, Joe, you are wrong. I'd rather have a delicious sandwich than a hollowed out hunk of bread. With some kind of liquid put in it, liquid. It seemed it seemed um, a couple of their dishes seemed Panera bread. Although my favorite Panera bread picture was this <laughs> recently was the, the double bread bowl <laughs> for lovers. 
so you oh can God. share. So, like, Going for instance, on a hot if, date. if you and I went, you could get clam chowder in your half, and then I could get some kind of beef stewy one in my half, and then we afterwards we could mingle the proteins with some kisses. Mmm, yum. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. Um, so... His plate, like I said, it looked gross. He got okay feedback, but man, it was not good. Um, Jamie makes snapper, banana f- um, foster French toast. I thought his dish looked good. He gets good feedback, and um, Gordon tells him, I can tell you're studying hard, which, yay, good for you, Jamie. You are really, you are a really nice guy. I can tell mm-hmm. he is. Um, so then we go on to Nick. Um, okay, so those are the people that don't get pulled for the bottom. The, the bottom. Yeah. Um, so then we go on to um, Nick. He makes uni noki with smoked egg yolk, so he's really ambitious. Um, but I also thought he was smart because he did a little ass kicking, kissing too. Um, but his wasn't so over the top like Noah's. He asked for advice, and I think the judges like it. Yeah, and then um, during judging, he admitted that he made a crappy dessert. Yeah, he said he pulled out one of Gordon's favorite goes go tos, and he said, "Yeah, this is a Master Chef Junior dessert." And man, I gotta tell you, if I were Matthew. I'd be pissed because he made some great desserts on Matthew on Matthew Chef Junior. Matthew Chef Junior, yeah. Um, but it was just toast with strawberries on it. Yeah, and maybe some basil or something. That's true. It's true. And some um, vanilla whip. Uh, so um, Nick isn't it? It wasn't listening to the judges. And Joe looked so pissed because he used so much flour in his gnocchi that he compared him to Pablo Escobar. Because the cocaine thing? Yeah, well, or, obviously. I mean, oh. Pablo Escobar wasn't like making gnocchi oh. in hiding. I thought he was saying he was addicted to drugs. Pablo was not a heavy drug user. I've watched Narcos. Okay. Um, so is Joe, obviously. It was weird. Joe's like, Joe, Joe needs to find his footing. I'm going to give him another chance, but he de- definitely needs to find his footing. He can be the mean judge, but maybe not the mean inappropriate judge. Um, okay, so Sarah is homesick. She also makes gnocchi um, with fish. Huh? Yeah, they call oh, her... Oh, I was the side dish. Yeah, it was on the side. They call her dish spare. Yeah, because she forgot her brown butter sage sauce, but they mm-hmm. loved her dessert. Um, Suba pulls out the pressure cooker, which, you know, that made me excited. Um, and he made a rose-flavored bread pudding dish, and they questioned him about his usage of rose, and then he somehow, like, says it's all about his wife. Yes. About his wife. About his wife. Um, so he, I liked that he spoke so highly about his wife, and he said he's going to cook with vigor. Um, so it's, it sounds like he cooked with raw spices. <laughs> well, at least in his dessert. Yeah. Because um, it was so his dessert was so bad they were all laughing. Yeah, because it it made them sweat. Yeah. Um, 
It was like a trap, a trick. He pulled a prank on the judges. Because it was like they had just dipped their spoon into some raw spices and just eaten a spoonful of it. Just covered in rose water. Arone was like patting his forehead dramatically. Yeah. And you know, Arone likes spicy food. Yeah. Um, So Joe gives some BS about the master becoming the student because he's learned so much about chicken mulligatoni. Mulligwani? 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 No, Tony is the last of it. Um, But they all liked it, and Gordon said that he grew up on that, and he was going to ask his mom to make some for him next time he goes home. Ah. Yeah. Dorian makes a southern dish of um, pan-fried pork chop. Um, She said she was going to make a bread stuffing, but I don't remember seeing that on the plate. And she made some... Um, chocolate bread pudding. Um, she is shaking. She's physically shaking when she goes out. Well, and she did not use a cast iron pan because that was the first question they asked her. And her dish was good despite yes. not using a cast yes. iron pan. Not because of. Her chop looks overdone. Um, but they say it's perfection. Oh, and her bread pudding it was called turtle bread pudding. Mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay says... OMG. I know. And uh, Joe drops his spoon, which is ironic because he had previously used it to snort cocaine. (laughs) I mean, flour. (laughs) I mean, Pablo Escobar. Oh, my gosh. But then um, there's something. Aron says, I want to look it up because I think it's a southern um, phrase. But um, he said, you put your, um, your foot in it. Well, she says she made it up. And then he says, well, you put your foot in it. But I think he said, he then says, you know, you're from the South. You'll understand this. So I kind of want to see if that's a phrase. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Instead of like Joe being over the top with his spoon drop. Ugh. I I think now Aron Sanchez is my favorite, besides Iron Chef Morimoto. He's my favorite judge because he seems a little bit less, he, less, um, Unstable. <laughs> he doesn't drop his silverware. No, and if he did, it wouldn't be so like fake. It seems it feels like Gordon and Joe have been a little fake. Do you think Jeffrey Zakarian would do a chopstick drop? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Jeffrey and his chopstick. I am eating your grilled cheese sandwich and I just have to say I'm doing a chopstick drop. <laughs> And then whips the chopsticks. Because he would use chopsticks to eat the grilled cheese Yeah, sandwich. he uses chopsticks to eat soup. Um, so we go on to Renee. She makes meatloaf. Um, oh, wait. What? Oh. Okay. Yeah. We'll go on to Renee. She makes meatloaf and strawberry shortcake. Um, Joe says we're way beyond meatloaf. But she's so proud of herself. She, like pumps her fists in the air when she's done. I know, and we just watched that uh, Beat Bobby Flay with meatloaf sandwiches, and he made one with uh, kimchi and uh, Korean spices, Mm -hmm. and it looked great. I thought both of the meatloaf looked great on that Beat Bobby Flay, because one was like, um, was it bon mi, or kind of maybe more Vietnamese kind of inspired? And that's why I I thought their comments were well taken, even if it had been great meatloaf, like plain great meatloaf it's like you have the whole pantry 
to do something. Yeah, but and she, she made makes... like green beans, mashed potatoes, and and meatloaf, yeah. like regular meatloaf. And I'm like, put some special spice in there. Yeah, she rub, didn't even rub ma- Suba's dessert on. <laughs> even make mashed potatoes i think she just did boiled potatoes well that's a lot after so the other thing that was so weird was she she didn't mix her meat well so in middle in the middle of the meatloaf when they're cutting it well this is the thing she she did mix her meat well um but then she threw it away and then took it out of the garbage and added more meat (laughs) you know this is kind of jumping ahead um, she doesn't go home, in my opinion. She should have gone home. Um, For that pork wad? It her, was a pork wad. She had a pork wad in the middle of her tough meatloaf. Um, but they said that the strawberry shortcake tasted good. Um, Joe said it's basic at this point. Um, and Gordon turns to the other judges and kind of under his breath says, it was terrible. Um... So then Brie makes French onion soup, and she said she's proud of her rustic dish, um, but she started crying during judges judging, and when the adults cry during judging, I, I don't go for that, but I really felt bad for Brie. I, I did not. You didn't? Why they, not? They turned her bread bowl upside down and no liquid came out. <laughs> And as Joe said, there's no soup in your soup. So they, basically what she did is she served them a large pile of brown onions, and that's it. And then yeah. um, Gordon Ramsay said uh, her dessert was an insult to France. So <laughs> Yeah. But, man, she was, I mean, she was crying. She was trying to hold it together. They were so tough on her. Um, but you had a good idea what needed to happen to those um, Panera bread bowls. Yeah, they eat, well, I think they form their bread bowls so that there's some tension on it. But um, I was saying you should spackle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What did you? What you? What do you think is the best spackling material? Um, well, caulk is good. No, for a bread bowl that oh, you'd actually oh. eat. Um, well, you you had said butter. That would probably be good. Um, I think any kind of cooking material you put on there and then uh, browned it. Yeah, it would it would probably because even if you did gravy and browned yeah. it, it would just infuse a little bit of flavor around the edge and give it a little bit of of um, more bowl like. But gravy tension. would absorb, I think. Deliciously. Okay, so Bree's pretty upset. Okay, so then um, Sam isn't proud of his performance so far. He says this. Um, he makes breaded snapper and bread pudding. Um, he wants the judges to see that he's a fighter. As I said earlier, Sam looks exhausted. Just like, he's only 35 years old, and he looks as though he's aged at least 10 years in this competition. So, you would say he was not snappy? No, he he, he had been a little snappy. He seemed a little overconfident in the earlier mm-hmm. episodes, like the first... Because remember that one, um, the white dude that was just horrible, who got cut, like, kicked off a while ago? Um, Sam was kind of, like, in the same class as him, to, in my opinion. And then he kind of had a little humility, and I started to like him. He also talked about his son and his wife. And I just kind of started feeling really bad, because I don't think Sam's used to not being the best. 
Yeah, and then they said his uh, breaded snapper tasted like frozen snapper, and they couldn't tell what fish it was. That's really And that the bread was thicker than the fish. Yeah, and his bread pudding just tasted like honey. It was just hunks of raw bread with honey on them. <laughs> Aw, they liked his potatoes, though. So it's time for Sam to head home. Goodbye, Sam. See his wife and son. That's all Yosemite. <laughs> okay, so um, top ten is around the corner. They say the upcoming challenge is the toughest yet. It's sweet week. I saw a princess cake in that table. Princessa? Uh-huh. Mm, yum. So they're going to be making cakes. And then uh, judge, but it's kind of weird because maybe they'll have uh, Christina Tozzi as a guest judge, but if they were going to do that, they probably would have advertised it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. What if Sweet Pete's there? That would be disastrous because <laughs> he is barely holding it together. Hasn't Marcus Limones, um been on this show? I have no idea. I love Marcus. I wish he'd be on this show. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.